it seems to me that it's very focused on the individual effort and takes little into account regarding external circumstances and social systems and systemic oppressions, which we as women of all different types, you know, really experience on a daily basis. Welcome to The Well Woman Show, the only podcast that supports you to use mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy so you can be healthy and connect deeply with the people you love while making money and changing the world. And now here's your host, London School of Economics grad, feminist thought leader, red chili enthusiast, mom, and work-life integration coach, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, Well Women. How are you all? Welcome back to the show. If you're return listeners, if you're regulars, and welcome to all the new listeners. I know a lot of people are finding the podcast through different avenues and platforms, and we welcome you here to the Well Woman Show. Just uh, want to review quickly, what are we doing here? Um, Basically, the Well Woman Show really exists to support women who are really trying to use uh, mindfulness teachings and Uh, feminist principles to thrive personally. And that means, you know, with your health and your relationships, everything personal to you and also uh, generate wealth, whether that's making money for you and your family as a breadwinner. I know many of my listeners are the main breadwinners of their families, or they are earning uh, as much as their partners. And also it's about creating social impact. So those are the three areas, personal, like personally thriving, generating wealth and creating social impact. Those are the three things that we're really up to here. And many women are on that journey, right? And maybe they're focusing on, maybe you are focusing on one of those areas. And some of us are focusing on other areas or all three, and that's fine. But the the thing that holds this all together is really the approach. And so uh, we use feminist principles and mindfulness teachings to uh, really focus us in and create real strategies around how you can live your life to accomplish those those goals that you have. So that was just a little background about about the show and it's evolved over time. And, uh, and that's where, that's where I am right now. This has always been a show that has brought together both my professional background and my personal life. And, uh, I think as women, you know, integrating those two is, is really where it's at. I find that when I integrate, I am able to, to accomplish more and be more joyful. So that's what we're up to. And today on the show, we're talking about the pressure we feel as women with all the things we have going on and lessening that pressure and being more present in all of the areas of our lives. So I'm going to share with you three steps to claiming your time at work and at home so you feel less pressure and more present in what you're doing. And uh, I just want to preface this with the idea that it really is a collective effort. I think, and then I critique this a lot and I will be doing it more in the near future, but I I critique the self-help and the personal development space, industry, movement, whatever we want to call it. I critique it because it seems to me that it's very focused on the individual effort and takes little into account regarding external circumstances and social systems and systemic oppressions, which we as women of all different types 
you know, really experience on a daily basis. So whenever I talk about, uh, you know, three steps to whatever or, or whatever the topic is, I'm always going to base this in this idea that it's not just up to the individual. There is a collective uh, responsibility to ensure that everyone thrives. And, uh, and that's, that's what we're, you know, that's what we're talking about today. I, there are individual things that we can do, but really it's not just the individual effort that makes all the difference. There are, uh, other, you know, factors in play like your community and your workplace and the political systems and, you know, all, all kinds of things that are external to you that you can impact if you so choose. And uh, that's where we're headed with this. So while I am going to address, you know, three steps that will really help you claim your time at work and at home so you can feel less pressure and be more present. I, I want to do this in the context of of this larger picture of social systems and circumstances that we have to take into account when we're doing that work. We're going to focus on these three steps. And, you know, this came about because people ask me about it all the time in the Facebook group. By the way, if you're not a part of the Facebook group, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook and join us. And at my retreats and workshops, and we're always having this conversation about how women do so much, right? We're doing so much at home. We're, you know, doing so much at work. We're in leadership and executive roles at work, or we're running our own business. And um, and we also are very active in the community. Some of us are holding elected office or helping other people get elected um, or volunteering in the community. So we just have a whole lot going on. And We generally take on more of the home tasks than our partners do, um, including things like scheduling appointments for the kids and the pets, um, planning meals, registering all the activities that we're doing as a family, whether it's kids in soccer or whatever the activities are for the family that are going on, planning vacations. We tend to take on a lot. Um, Just this past couple of weeks, I noticed that I was spending a huge amount of time figuring out registrations for soccer for both kids, Um, you know, making sure my daughter has what she needs for her jump rope team. Um, Yes, she's in jump rope team, which is super awesome. And um, I was going to say cute. It's not so cute. It's actually really impressive. It's uh, they're they're real athletes, those jump ropers. And um, I was registering my son for chess club. And so, you know, it's just, a, it's a lot. It's like a part-time job uh, in addition to all of the other jobs that we have. So the other kinds of things that we um, spend our emotional and mental energy on are things like just knowing, keeping track of, you know, when things are running out in the house, when we need to go grocery shopping. Um, even if you use a grocery service like I do, I, you know, you still have to know what, what it is you need to order and you're keeping track of all of that. So those are the things that weigh on us and, and make us feel all this pressure to, um, to get everything done and do it really well and get it in on time and, um, you know, know exactly what, we're, where we're supposed to be when and and have the right things with for the right kid in the right place and all of those things. Um, in addition to performing at a super high level at work, because let's face it, we are high achievers as well. So, 
And I know you, well women, want to do your best in all areas. I know that from uh, from talking to a lot of you and, and just from doing this show for so long. There is a, a multifaceted solution to this. And the responsibility, as I sort of started off the show talking about, doesn't just rest on our shoulders. Uh, there are individual things we can do, but there's also the societal uh, impacts, right? Like how society has trained us to behave toward each other and judge each other for for all of these things and judge ourselves and how people empower. So those are, you know, the leaders, the bosses, um, people who hold the power, how they're socialized to perpetuate this work-life imbalance that we continually experience as women, as high achieving women doing a whole lot. So I am going to move on here. Um, I give you enough context, I think. I'm going to move on to the three things that we can do as individuals. We'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Whether you're just starting your journey or you've been on it for months or even years, the Well Woman Jumpstart is a great place to begin. You might want to know, what's the outcome? How will I benefit from this? If you want to reach the income, impact, or intimacy goals you have, you can jump right in with this awesome jumpstart. You'll learn what your unique superpower is, which is super important for everything else you'll be working on in your life. You'll learn proven tools to address your particular challenge. You'll get real clarity about your life and your big goals and challenges, and you'll get to talk to me, Giovanna, one-on-one, and I'll give you feedback and insight specifically on your goal or challenge. If you're ready to jump in, go to wellwomanlife.com slash jumpstart. We're back on the Well Woman Show. The first one is you can basically, you know, when, when you're looking at all your tasks, you can time block, which I love. So you can really um, kind of section off your calendar and say, okay, uh, you know, this time is just for catching up on, you know, kid and family stuff. And then these other blocks over here are for doing work. And then you can have a time block for exercise and uh, taking care of yourself and those kinds of things. So anyway, time blocking is is super awesome. And I could do a whole show on time blocking. But just to give you the, these quick tips here, once you've done your time blocking, you can schedule work and home tasks so that you know they'll get done. Part of the stress and the underlying kind of tension that we carry all day long is this idea that like, there are these things that I know I need to be doing, and I don't know when I'm going to get them done. And I can't even remember what they are. Right. So if you write them down in your time block, in your schedule, then uh, they've been assigned a, a time and space, f- you know, to, to get them accomplished. And it, it relieves that stress from you. It, it actually acts, your, your body and mind react as though it has been done when you put it in your calendar and schedule it. So you still need to, you know, you still need to do it, but at least you can look at your calendar and do it when you allotted that time and it's a lot easier to manage. So that's the first one you can, you can do. It's, it's the do, um, a part of this. It's, that's the first step. You can actually do all of these things in, you know, get it on your calendar and like do them. Uh, the next one, which I love, 
you know, I love this one. It's delete, which is my, uh, (laughs) it's almost like a mantra now. It's like, say no to things, right? So delete things from your list. So after you make your list, you know, take a look at it. Do you really need to be doing all those things? Um, Start deleting some things that you uh, don't need to to worry about um, or that you are over committing on and you need to take those off your plate. So I made a big decision this this fall, this school year to take on a leadership role for my daughter's Girl Scout troop. Now, in past years, this would have seemed completely impossible for me with um, how I was managing my time and and all of my workload. Uh, and and that's fine. And I, I said, you know, I, I said no in past years to things like that. And now I'm ready to say yes. And so it's really nice when you're used to, you know, when you really practice that um, ability to say no and set your boundaries and delete things off your list, it creates space for saying yes. So now I feel really good and really excited about taking on this leadership role for my daughter's Girl Scout troop. So that's number two. So delete. And uh, once you get on a roll, it's really fun. You can start just delete, delete, delete. Now, this is very much related to this to the third step that I'm sharing with you, which is delegate. So uh, delegate is super important and fun to do because let's face it, if you are an executive or a manager or a leader in your work, and I don't you know, I don't really care about titles. It's it's a matter of, do you act like a leader at work or in your work life, your professional life, whatever that is? Um, you know, you're probably a leader at home too, as many women are. And so uh, you can do one of two things, right? You can take it all on and, and uh, accept all of that societal pressure of, you know, being super mom and doing everything yourself. Um, I won't feel like a good mom unless I wash all the, you know, laundry or cook all the meals or whatever. Um, I I really encourage you to rethink that. And, um, you know, what what does it really mean to be a good mom or, or whatever it is that's important to you, whatever the, you know, goal is at home to create a, uh, a home life, a nurturing home life for your family. Um, what does that really mean? Does it not mean more uh, connecting with the people you love rather than doing all the chores? So I want you to think about that. I know this is not new to many of you, but you know, let's face it, we need reminders. And, um, you know, maybe it is new to some folks and that's fine. Uh, we really um, don't need to take on all of the responsibility of all the home stuff. And so delegating, I love delegating to the kids and, you know, depending on their age and uh, ability and everything, you, you can do it uh, step by step. Now my kids do their own laundry. So that's taken care of. And, you know, I help them, especially I help the seven-year-old, but, um, in general, that's their job. So they have jobs, they have chores. Um, and then 
me and my husband, you know, we sat down and, and divvied up everything. So, and this was actually a really great exercise. We did this this summer where we basically did an inventory of like everything that we do at home. And it, it was a real eye opener because I think I had not been uh, recognizing or acknowledging some of the things that he was doing. Um, I was acknowledging a lot of them, but there, there were some things that appeared on the list that like he just takes care of. So I don't even think about it. Right. And it was great to like see that on paper so that we can both um, recognize and, and vice versa, you know, if for him too, he was like, oh yeah, you're, you're doing all of that. And, you know, put everything on that list, ladies, well, women, uh, making appointments, taking kids to things, you know, put everything on the list because really we're trying to get a, a good picture of like how to divvy up all of those tasks. And, uh, and that's where the delegating comes in. So you have everything on the list and then you start, you know, assigning like, well, you know, you like to do that. Why don't you do that? I like to do this. I'll do this. And so it doesn't have, you don't have to divide it up based on gender stereotypes at all. Um, but if it does divide up that way, you know, like I enjoy doing the meals. I just do. And, um, so I, you know, so that's on my list. Um, so, the idea here is to really delegate so that there are not um, 2,500 things on your list and like five things for each of the other people in your family. Um, okay, so that's those are the three steps that I wanted to share with you that we can do as individuals. Uh, do, delegate, and delete. So um, now I want to just touch on what kinds of things um, other people can do. So um, a lot of times, you know, we don't really consider like how, how do we treat or judge other people for what they're doing at home and at work and in the community? So just two quick points here. Like, let's really bring awareness to how we're judging others for how they're showing up in their life how they're managing their lives, how they are um, managing their home life and their work life. And uh, when we, when you have that urge to judge, and usually it comes out in a comment or even just a thought, um, try to, you know, just create awareness around that and say, hmm, what's that about? <clears throat> maybe I'm not feeling like I'm managing my stuff, right? If I'm judging someone else. And it does start with a thought and then it becomes verbal and then it becomes real, right? Out in the world and it can be really damaging. So um, again, we could have a whole show on this and, and maybe we will, but this is just a quickie for you. And the second thing here is compassion. So you know, just remembering that life is hard, right? It it can be super fun and awesome and and it's hard. There are things that we have to do that it, you know, and we never know quite what's going on with other people. So if you're finding that you are judging other people, really take a look at that and try to respond with compassion. The best thing to remember here is just she's doing her best. 
And if her best doesn't meet your needs, then that's something for you to look at. Um, So that's just a quick quickie on how we treat each other. And then I want to touch on what uh, leaders and organizations can do. Because when we talk about creating less pressure and more presence so that we can claim our time at work and home to feel uh, more joy and, and presence with our with our work and with our family, uh, we really can't leave out our leadership and organizations because they are part of the whole picture, right? As I started this show saying, it's a collective. So the first thing I would say is, if you're a leader, a boss, or running an organization, um, don't ask employees to check email after hours. That's a big one. I know for a lot of us, we do check email after hours. Um, and, you know, you you can't control whether someone does that. But what you can control as a leader, as a boss, is if you don't email them after hours, then you're not setting the expectation that they're going to be checking their email after hours. So you can use a scheduler to schedule the email to go out first thing in the morning. And really, there's there's hardly ever a need to really email someone after after business hours when they are with their family, doing dinner, doing bedtime. Um, so that's number one. Number two is... Try not to delegate more stereotypically female tasks to women at work. Even as women, we do this, Uh, but certainly men do it a lot. And, you know, there's really no scientific evidence that women are better at planning the office party than men. And so let's not accept that as a stereotype. And, you know, people shrug it off and laugh like, oh, well, I'm just not good at that. Well, you know, learn. (laughs) learn to be good at that. We all did. So <clears throat> I would say that's a, a number two. Number three is as a leader, as a boss, whether you're a man or a woman, don't underpay women. Uh, try to hire women in your community and help raise the bar for entrepreneurs and established companies to pay good wages. There's a real move movement to, to hire uh, hire on the cheap, right? And uh, get the most out of your volunteers and interns. Um, and there's a time and a place for that. But but the main message here is to really look at your your business practices and how uh, how you can impact that as a boss. Um, number four, offer workplace policies that support women, right? And so um, if as many of you know, I have spent much of my career working on um, policy and workplace policies and how to create better work environments for women and men, but, you know, mostly focused on women. And so I would say as we become uh, leaders and bosses and executives, and as we build our own businesses or work for large companies, uh, really consider the necessity and need for offering workplace policies that support women, like paid leave, flexible scheduling, job sharing. I know these sound daunting sometimes. And certainly if you go to your HR office and say, hey, let's start job sharing, you know, let's start a job sharing option. And like jaws drop and it's like, oh my gosh, what? 
This lady's crazy. Uh, but there are great examples out there of how to do it. Um, for example, my sister is a high level producer for BBC radio in England and she does job sharing. She works part-time and she's producing a, well, right now she's, she's actually producing a, a weekly program, but she has for years produced a daily program. And, you know, the production level involved in that and the coordination and the scheduling involved in doing a daily show is enormous. And she did job sharing and and she worked it out, you know, with her employer and with the other person that was hired to do the other part of her job. So everything is possible. That's the message here. <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, committing. What are our values? What, what's important to us? And, and then incorporating that as we become the leaders and the bosses. So that's what I've got for you today, ladies. Well, women, it's been great to be here with you. I'd love your feedback on this show. And you can come over into our Facebook group wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. And I also do coaching and consulting for women and for organizations that are trying to figure some of this stuff out and who really want uh, to work with someone who um, has the strategy and the leadership and the very practical steps, but also comes from the mindfulness and um, the larger kind of socioeconomic uh, perspective. So if you're interested in that, uh, email info at wellwomanlife.com and we'll see about uh, what that might look like working with with each other. And um, I almost forgot. I want to tell you really quick about our show next week. So definitely check check out the show next week, 177. It's an interview with Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass. So um, this was a really fun conversation. I went and visited her at her home. And um, it, it was just, you know, she's as funny and um, uh, lovely in person as she is in her book. And this is going to be a really fun show. So definitely check that out next week. That'll be show 177. As always, you can find all the show notes and links for this show at wellwomanlife.com slash 176 show. Until next time, uh, have a great week. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.